this is episode 253 on May 17th, 2018. Set your photo apps down, iPhone photographers. It's time for Tiny Shutter Podcast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Tiny Shutter Podcast, where we talk about iPhone photography and other things. I'm Joseph Ferreira. I'm Dave Podner. And I'm Greg McMillan. Greetings, gentlemen. How are you doing? Let's start with you. (laughs) Let's start with you, Greg. (laughs) Okay, I'm doing really good. Uh, Just ecstatic over the weather we've had here this last week. It's been actually sunshine and we only had one day of rain. It's been warm. We were able to get some yard work done and just a far cry from what we've had in the last couple of months anyway for spring weather. So yeah, yeah, doing really good. Good. Yeah, the weather's been a little more tropical down here. Um, We have some sort of a tropical uh, stormish, depression-ish type thing that has been in the Florida area, and it's been it's been saturating us, which we need the rain, but it's also bringing out the turtles, because uh, oh. oh yeah, there there I saw a turtle yesterday and today, and the one yesterday was a lot bigger than I thought until I got close to it and realized too it was a snapping turtle. Oh, he was a he was a Ooh. monster, yeah. How are you doing, Dave? Not doing good. Unfortunately, we're not. We're having closer weather to uh, what you're having, Joe, than uh, Greg's having. Yeah. Um, we actually had someone do a little photo of a or video, quick video of a dumpster floating down one of our local roads. <laughs> so it was kind of an interesting <laughs> thing going on. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, other than that, we've. It seems like it was only. I've been with the um the challenge being sunrise and sunsets. I've been trying to, you know, get up and look outside, and it's overcast, or at yeah. night it's overcast. Same here. Uh, tonight we finally got time. I finally got good enough where it was actually nice enough to actually get a decent sunset photo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the clouds, it it sure did. Um, we're in the same thing. I, you know, it's cloudy in the morning, cloudy in the evening. And so the sun, sunrise and sunsets have not really uh, given me a chance to take any, but uh, hopefully where everybody else is, uh, they're able to do it. Well, cool. Um, Matt is not here. He is traveling probably somewhere uh, in uh, West Virginia or the Carolinas or something like that. So uh, he is on location for whatever he has to do. And hopefully and, uh, he's not in the rain. Yeah, well, I think since he was over in my neck of the woods, he probably got a lot of rain too. Oh. <laughs> but he did post some stuff on Instagram. So if you want to see uh, some pretty cool stuff, go to M. Hoffman Photo on Instagram and you'll see some of his stuff. So, all right. Well, uh, today... Uh, we have a little bit of a more formal, I guess, uh, uh, topic and stuff. But let me go ahead and uh, hit our jingle. Focus point. All right. Um, so just to uh, kind of bring everybody up to speed on kind of why I'm picking this subject... 
Uh, I have, uh, so, th- so the subject's going to be, and this is kind of what I put in the show notes. Um, it says shoot site prep do's don'ts cost permissions and how to educate yourself and others. That's not going to be the show title, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I have, uh, I've been working with a friend of mine lately on his website and some other stuff. And he wants to, uh, do a few things with the website and eventually, you know, write a book and, uh, do some, do some things that, you know, creative people like doing. And, um, he goes to my church and so it's more religious based. And so, um, Helping them, uh, you know, set up the website has uh, uh, kind of brought me to a point where I'm thinking, you know what? We have a lot of people here who um, who deal with what's called intellectual property. Um, and I explained it to my friend what intellectual property is. And I, I thought, you know what? We probably have a lot of people who are new to photography, who are new to the iPhone thing. And so I thought this would be a great subject to talk about. I'm trying, I'm going to try and not make it, you know, dry or anything like that. I want it to be interesting, but I also want people to kind of be aware. Um, intellectual property is uh we'll use a photograph uh for example a photograph that i took that belongs to me okay um if you take a picture that image by most standards uh, copyright law and all that i'm not a lawyer so don't hold me to it but it belongs to the person who created the image Um, and so for the most part, um, it is, it is something that you can say, that's mine. You can't use it. Now there's a whole lot of things that you can do to be able to monetarily collect. Uh, and I believe you have to go through the library, is it the library of Congress, um, to be able, uh, if your images are there, um, you can actually go after people or corporations for using your image without permission. But for the most part, uh, the only thing you can do without jumping through all those hoops is asking them not to use it anymore. And, um, and so, um, my, my friend wants to use an image and he loves this image because of what it represents. Uh, and, and most people know what the prodigal son is. So it's the, it's a son who pretty much tells his father that he would rather him be dead and take all his money. And he goes and he blows it on fast living and loses it all. And he, you know, he decides he's going to come back and be the servant of his father so that he can at least live in a house and, and be fed and have work. But the father brings them back in and rejoices. And, and so that, you know, that's a quick synopsis of the prodigal son. But this image that he has for the website is not his. 
And, and so, uh, uh, another friend of mine and I have been, you know, talking with him, explaining what intellectual property is and said that we need an image that is his to be able to put on the site. And eventually he wants to write a book and he wants to use that image on a book. And so, um, he's like, Oh, I, I didn't know about any of this stuff. And, and so, you know, he's like, he's excited about it because he, he wants to do things the right way. And for the most part, people want to do the right thing. Sometimes they just don't either understand or, um, you know, they don't know what is right and what is wrong when it comes to intellectual property. And, and you'll find that there's going to be times that you'll run into something where somebody will say, that's mine. You can't use it. Even though you weren't using it for say, um, monetarial, you know, uh, purposes or, or anything like that. People are very, very, uh, sensitive, uh, especially photographers when it comes to their, I'll call it property because an image is, is belongs to them. It is, it is, uh, what I would say is property. It's almost like you're stealing their property. That's the type of feeling that they get and, and rightfully so. Um, so I just wanted to have a kind of a conversation, um, about this and give a couple scenarios of, you know, what, you know, what to do in a certain situation, you know, how to rectify it, you know, and I don't think we'll get through nearly everything that we'll need to in this single episode. So it may be a recurring, you know, thing that may come up in other episodes, but we'll see. But uh, real quick, uh, what are your guys's thought on, you know, kind of intellectual property and, um, and kind of like, uh, what to do in a situation where somebody, you know, wants a photo or has taken a photo that belongs to somebody else. Well, I mean, it's, com- oh yeah, go ahead, Dave. I was going to say just in my mind, common courtesy would be, you know, especially if you're going to use it outside of you know if you use it period you should get permission i mean outside of even should you legally or not you should definitely get permission right and occasionally i do see people who um let's say you know um a current event happens or you know they take a picture from their cell phone of oh i just saw this march or i saw this here and they post it on Twitter and yeah. occasionally you'll see um, news stations saying, oh, by the way, can we use this photo in our coverage? And of yeah. course, they say, of course, we'll give you um, attribution and, you know, things like that. Of course, they won't pay them for it, but right. that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole nother step when you get into payment. But a lot of times... You know, and it seems like it's happening more and more with the um, with the news media where they're using individuals cell phone, either video or photos when things happen. Yeah, Mark, Mark would have a whole rant on that because he used to uh, 
he he was a journalist and uh, did photography and stuff you know for, a, for i believe it was a newspaper and uh yeah he would he would be jumping all over that um yeah i think they crowdsource a lot of their stuff because you can't have a reporter with a camera in every single area of you know the world and so you're right they do uh for the most part uh crowdsource videos and photographs um and for the most part they do ask for permission but there there have been situations where hey they 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 took my image but i i have to say this if you post your image on a a site like twitter um the you know for the world to see you're you're pretty much almost giving permission for people to do with it as they please um which is very blurry very gray i think um because then if you post it on twitter who does the image belong to does it belong to twitter or does it belong to the person who took the image you know that can be in their terms of service and their privacy policy i do believe it says that uh, now I don't know about Twitter per se, but with Instagram, it says that you know you own your photograph, right? Um, right. But now at the same time, uh, I haven't read the latest terms of um, service or the privacy policy for, for Instagram because I think it's changed since this whole Facebook debacle. But I think right. there's um, I know there used to be a thing in there where if you use their, their site or whatever, use their service, they can, you know, in layman's terms, do whatever they want with your photo, even though you own, yes, you own the photograph. Uh, I've seen TV commercials where they've shown a whole pile of Instagram photos yep, and no credit given to the, uh, to the photographers. Yep. But uh, on, on the other side of the coin where you have news services like CNN or whoever, um, showing someone's uh, like YouTube video or something of an event that's going on. Generally, they have a credit in the corner of the screen of who took that sure. video, like or yes. the, like the the account that did it. So, I mean, it's it's almost like a two edged sword. When in it the comes wild to- wild west days of you know when this first started to to happen, there were uproars. I I think it was. Uh, either Facebook or Instagram that really took a lot of heat for their terms of service and they had to change it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when it comes to photography. Uh, I think photographers are probably some of the most vocal about intellectual property rights uh, than uh, be, mainly because it's such a, a large group, but you know, a bad press for a site can cause them to change their terms of service because I think, you know, they don't go into this saying, I'm going to take every single image that everybody posts and it's going to be mine and I'm just going to sell it to whoever wants to buy it and go from there because they put it on my site. I think, you know, they probably did a copy paste of somebody else's terms of service or had a lawyer, you know, kind of put in the terms of service 
and without, you know, really actually reading it to say, oh, the photographers are really going to like this. You know, we're going to take their images away from them, you know, but it, it, it happened that somebody who is uh, probably a little bit more crazy and wise at the same time decided to read through the terms of service to see what is actually going to happen with their images and then let everybody know, Hey, this is what's going on. You may not want to put your images on there. And then reactionary is the site that goes, Oh wait, we made a mistake. We no longer own your images. You own your images. And that's in our terms of services. So, Yeah, and um, now I'm not familiar with the copyright law in United in the United States or any other country, but in Canada, uh, in the last few years, it was recently passed that whoever takes the photo owns the photo, owns the rights to it. Because it used to be that, like, say my employer um, asked me to take pictures of you know something because they asked me to take the picture and I work for them and I'm getting paid by them, then they would own the photo. Yes. But now that's been changed so that even if they ask me to take it, even if they are paying me to take it, if I take it, I own it. Right. So that, that was a, um, that was a big plus for, uh, you know, Canadian photographers. Um, even, I mean, even, um, press photographers they own the images they take so but um and michelle put a link in the chat room about uh the copyright laws online and i believe it's a canadian link but um i'm sure there's places that you could find you know copyright laws anywhere online for for any country um but to you know to bring this point closer to a, a localized uh issue Michelle, the little town that she lives in, there's a not a billboard per se. I think it used to be a billboard, but they've since put up an electronic sign that you know changes and put they put ads up and whatnot, and it's like a great big, um, almost like a big LED screen or whatever or LCD screen. And she was driving home one time, and wham, there's her picture on this sign, all lit up for everybody to see. She did not give them permission yeah. to use this photo. And so she got on the, uh, I don't know if it was on the phone or through an email or whatever, but she got, she contacted these people and they didn't know what the rules were. They did not, right. they weren't aware that they couldn't, they, uh, that I guess they assumed that they, if they found this picture online, they could use it. And that's not the first time it's happened with her. Um, I think it was a local realtor that used some of her photos in a like a video of showing um some of the properties and 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 uh things around the area and i mean rightfully so she got pretty upset and she called them or got a hold of them and and again they were not aware she had to educate these people of, of what the rules were and the laws were and you know it's just uh there's so many people that aren't aware. Yeah. So let's, um, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's take it down um, a, a, another road here. So we have, we have the intellectual property um, part of it. Um, 
now we have also uh, a couple of other aspects. We have um, uh, taking pictures in uh, public areas and private areas. And then you also have uh, venues. Uh, a lot of people, so ever since probably digital became um, more accessible, the amount of images that are being taken every day are um, just enormous. So it, it used to be, you know, if somebody was taking a picture of an area, it was done with film. Uh, most likely it was a Insta 35 millimeter. So the images weren't, you know, sort of what you would say professional. And so most places didn't really care that you took pictures there because it wasn't like they were going to have their, um, their property or their venue, uh, uh, on a billboard for some other thing somewhere else or for an ad or anything like that. But as, as digital has become more, uh, prolific, is that, is that a word? Prolific? I, I can't say it. Widespread. Sounds good to me. Um, more widespread. <laughs> yeah, more widespread. Um, the quality has gone up. Uh, there are, you know, there are properties that are like, whoa, 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 you can't, you can't take pictures here. But this is just my cell phone. I'm, you know, I'm sorry, but, you know, you can't. Um, for, for the most part, it depends on where you are in the world and, and the laws are different. But public property is open to the public means that you can take pictures um, of, for the most part, anyone and anything. Now, some places, when it comes to children, have um, stipulations, and rightfully so, but that, that's also a gray line, a, a gray area. Um, if you're in public, you can take pictures and you can take pictures of people. People can ask you not to take not to take a picture of them, and that's fine. You know, um, be polite. Don't take a picture of them. Um, but they are in public, and so the expectation of privacy in public is not there. Private property is different. If you're in private property, uh, the owner of that private property can ask you not to take any photos. Unless it's open to the public. So you can have private property and it could be open to the public. And if it's not posted, no pictures taken, you can take pictures. But if they post it or they ask you not to, you have to respect their, um, you know, their wishes or they can ask you to leave. Um, there's, there's a lot of things um, don't take, you know, what I say right here as, you know, this is, this is what the law is. You have to study this on your own. You have to look for things. We'll have a link. Um, uh, there's a Wikipedia, uh, Wikipedia page called um, Photography and the Law that is probably a good um, start to understanding what you can and can't do. But I uh, you have to really look at what uh, your area, or if you're traveling to an area, what their rules are for taking pictures in public or in private property or any anything like that. 
Now, the United States is different. The UK is different than the UK. The UK could have um, stipulations that are much different for public areas than, say, the United States does. Um, but, you know, you can't say, well, I didn't know. That doesn't usually fly in most places. So if you are traveling to an area that you don't know the law, become familiar with it. That way you can save yourself a lot of grief and uh, probably not get banned from that country. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be so simple to take a few minutes just to, you know, do some research. Uh, If you're, if you're going to, Cuba, for instance, or the Dominican Republic, a lot of these, I don't know about, you know, in Canada, we have a lot of people that travel to these really warm places in the winter. Go figure. And, (laughs) (laughs) and, you know, sometimes you'll see people sitting around in the coffee shop. So, oh, this is what happened here. This happened there. This happened there. You know, they're showing cell phone photos of all the stuff that went on. Well, okay. Yeah. These are resorts. So it's probably okay. But if you're going someplace where, you're going to be in the general public of that country or of that that city or whatever. Do your homework and find out what is okay, what's acceptable, and what's not. Because the last thing you want to do is either lose your phone or your camera and wind up in a cell. Yeah. You and know, I would, uh, it, it, not, I'm sorry, Greg, go ahead. No, go ahead. I would say, and if you're – instead of going, let's say, on the college shoestring budget – but if you're actually going to a nice place and a nice hotel, um, I would say, you know, ask the uh, concierge and what's one of the things they should be familiar enough with or at least point you in a direction, especially if it's a touristy area. You know, they'll they should know what's allowable and what isn't and also what may be legal. But, yeah, even though that's legal, don't do that because you don't want to cause trouble. Right. Because their main thing is to get more visitors there. So they're not going to, they're, they're at least going to point you in the right direction. If it's a, like a, like you said, a resorty, touristy type area and not uh, like the equivalent of a Motel 6. Um, yeah, like you said, they should, they should know their stuff. You know, they yeah. should know what, what would be acceptable and what wouldn't be. Not that there's anything wrong with Motel 6, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <clears throat> They'll leave the light on for you, though. Yep. All right. There you go. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's continue on at this 30,000-foot uh, level. Um, I – so back to, back to my friend. So we decided to um, recreate in not, not so much the same – that he wanted, but recreate in a way that is going to be uniquely his, um, his image. And, and so he went to a theater group, has gotten some costumes, um, is going to use uh, a couple people that uh, we know as our, um, our, our subjects. And he said, I need to find an area to, to shoot it. And so he has chosen one of our local parks. It's a private park too. Um, and so he wanted me to come check it out, which, you know, if you're going to do a shoot always pre, you know, 
go to the area, look it over. And then uh, I was going to suggest something, but he had already done it, which I was very pleased with. Um, I was going to ask him, do you have permission to shoot here in the park? And so he said, before I could ask it, he says, I talked to them about what I want to do. And they said, yes, I can do that, but there will be a $55 fee to, um, to, to shoot on the property because there could be some recognizable aspects of the property. Um, they, they want to have that fee. And I told him, I said, what, you know, pay the fee and get the permission and get it in writing so that they, so that somebody else who, you know, didn't know him saw, Hey, that looks like part of our property. Um, he has something that says, yes, I paid the fee and here is the permission Mm -hmm. for me to use it for what I want to do. And they can go, Oh, okay. Yeah, we, we did do that because people leave things change and you have to make sure that you, uh, have the proper documentation to be able to show to say, I do have permission to to use this image, which has the private property in it. Um, and here is the proof so that they can't turn around and, and say, oh, you wrote this book and uh, you use this image. I'm sorry, you're you're not going to be able to use that image. We're going you're going to have to take that out of there or we're going to sue you. You know, that is the last thing a publisher and a writer want to hear from, you know, from a venue or, or anything like that. So I was very glad that he had already gotten the permission and, uh, he, uh, and, and to pay the fee so that when we show up to do it, we have the documentation. Nobody can say, I'm sorry, you can't be here with that. We can say, yes, we can. Here's, you know, here's this. We've already done our due diligence. And then they can say, oh, okay, go ahead and, and do what you have to do. So it's a, it's a way of protecting yourself. Yeah, and, it's like a model um, release. Sure, you know, absolutely. When you're, when, you're, when you're dealing with people, uh, pictures of people, you have a model release and you can't get into trouble. Yeah. Um, so there, uh, with that in mind, is there anything that you guys have dealt with or have seen that is maybe a little bit different that, you know, we can talk about briefly? I haven't personally, but when you were talking about public and private places, um, brought something to my mind, and I just wanted to double check my facts to make sure I had them right. And the fact that if you if you happen to go to Paris and lucky enough to to go there, uh, yeah. Uh, and I looked up why this is the fact. Uh, e- European Union copyright law is lifetime of the creator plus seventy years. So photos of the day of the during the day of the Eiffel Tower perfectly legal. They're in the public domain. However, the lights were not installed until oh wow later on. And they're considered an artistic 
Let me get to the actual date here. Yeah, the lights were installed till 85, and they're considered an artistic work. So they're still considered copyright. Yes. So I don't think anyone is going to come after anyone if you go on vacation and you do a selfie or just a photo in front of it and you post it on your Facebook page or your Instagram. You know, I don't think that. But if you say try to publish it and make money off of it, yes, they will come yes. after you. And yes, they can come after you actually legally. Yeah. So even yeah, though it I, is a public place, you think, well, this is obviously in the public. I can take a picture here and no big deal. If you're going to, especially if you're making money off of anything, because that seems to be the big stepping point. Uh, and not necessarily I'm selling my photo, but I'm, uh, if you, let's say you're have a, a channel or something that you're taking advertising for, and you're using that photo as part of getting the advertising, like you said, either double check it yourself, or if you're not sure, this is when to get a lawyer. That's a copyright lawyer who would be familiar enough with it. And kind of to steal a line from another podcast, don't take legal advice from a photography podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've heard that about the Eiffel Tower. You know, you're not allowed to shoot it at night with the lights on. Um, I mean, like Dave says, you know, if, if it's just a, you know, selfie and it's in the background, whatever, it's probably not a big deal. But, you know, yeah, you, you cannot um, produce published in it, images uh, or sell images with those lights on that tower. What if tower. you uh, what if you took a picture of it, but you photoshopped shopped all the lights out? <laughs> well, you have a pretty, pretty dark picture. <laughs> Yeah. What is that? That's the Eiffel Tower. I can't see it. It's uh, there, believe yeah, me. It, it's there, but I took a picture of it. <laughs> Sorry. Well, uh, um, my friend Don Komarechka, um, who oh, yeah. uh, Photo Geek Weekly podcast, says that his most stolen image is one of red, bright red maple leaves or leaves that he laid out in the snow to look like the Canadian flag. And he says that is his most stolen image online. And he, the way he deals with people who, who steal his images is if, if it's just, um, you know, they're, they're, they're reposting it and not giving him credit. He'll maybe send them a takedown notice. Um, but he has a lawyer on standby that, if someone recreates an image of his, he saw one in a store window. And oh. so I'm pretty sure that's what he said one time. Wow. And he, so he has a lawyer who has all the documentation ready to go, I believe, to send them, you know, okay, it's on. You're, you're stealing Don's work and now you're going to pay for it. And usually I think, pretty sure he said they usually settle out of court type of thing. But, um, you know, it, it's just and he says it's something that he hates to do, but he has to do it because right. people people are just making money off of his work. And, mm -hmm. and I mean, he can break it down to you how much he puts into his work, you know, the, the equipment, the, the, the time spent editing, the time that takes to go and take the photograph. I mean, the same same applies for. For uh, you guys, me, anybody listening, anybody that takes a, a photo with their iPhone 
or any other camera for that matter. But we put the time into learning the craft, getting in the car. I mean, you could take it right back to buying the car, getting the job to buy the car that's going to take your butt to the location. Then you're going to take the picture. Then you're going to, you know, do some editing, take the time. You know, it's all time and money on the photographer's part that it's just so wrong to steal that. There, you guys heard about the the guy, I think it was a couple of years ago, who was taking screenshots of Instagram posts, and he made sure that he had a comment on there before he did the screenshot. And then he was blowing these things up to, you know, like 36 by 40 or whatever, however big they were. And I think there might have been on canvas maybe. And he was selling them for thousands of dollars a piece. Yes. People's oh. Instagram shots. <clears throat> And it was just, oh, it's just maddening that the, the people have the audacity to do this. Yeah. So please, yeah, it, please, it, please. It, I was just going to say, please, listeners, do your homework. Yeah. Now, to bring it home a little bit, um, we had a situation that happened here on, the, on our uh, podcast. Not so much the podcast, but... Um, with our website uh, and on Facebook. So for the last six years, we have been encouraging everybody who wants to be posted as post pick of the week uh, to use the hashtag tiny shutter. Uh, and then we would go through and pick somebody and um, feature them as post pick of the week. Well, um, we had a, we had this one image. It was a beautiful image. I, you know, I picked it. I said, this is great. And what we like to do is choose, you know, choose somebody who maybe hasn't been featured yet. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, as a way of not so twofold, uh, you know, giving them the experience of having the post pick the week. And then, uh, not choosing the ones that we know would get it every single week because they're that good, <laughs> you know? Uh, and, and so uh, I remember we got done, uh, we wrapped the show, uh, we posted on Facebook and I got a, um, uh, a note saying, why are you stealing my image? And I was like, whoa, where, where did this come from? You know, uh, it, and so I, I had to kind of collect myself and, and, and figure out what, you know, what is going on. And it wasn't so much that I took it for granted, but I didn't realize that we had people using the hashtag tiny shutter who were not listening to the show. Um, they probably saw somebody else who they follow using the same hashtag and incorporated it into their uh, hashtags, and and so it, I I had to quickly try to put the flames out because you know it's I totally understood where, where she was coming from, and uh, after after the dust had settled, after we explained everything that was going on, she was totally cool with it, and 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 it was a. You know, it was something that was not done nefariously, but it also 
opened up my eyes to see that there are other people using that hashtag that have no idea that we have a podcast or uh, what we're doing with the hashtag. And so, you know, that's why during the show, I say, if you use the hashtag, uh, we're, you're basically giving us permission to post it on Facebook and on the website as a way to feature our listeners and the awesome work that they do. We don't make money on, on the images. And, um, and so, you know, anytime there's somebody that we say, Oh, that's an awesome image. We now look to see if they're following us or if they're a part of the Facebook group. Um, and if they aren't, we message them, Hey, can we use your image? And so far, we haven't run into anybody who has said no, because then we'll probably pick a different image and then explain on the next episode, yeah, we couldn't use that one, unfortunately. Um, but we, we, we take forth the effort to say, hey, we like this image. Uh, we want to use it for post pick of the week. And for the most part, people will say, oh, that's great. What is post pick of the week? And then we explain to them what it is. And they're like, absolutely, go ahead and use it. And then, you know, and so that, that one situation kind of helped us to avoid any future uh, problems that may occur. Uh, and it wasn't anything nefarious. It was, you know, it was innocent, but from their aspect we were stealing their image and using it for our purposes and for what we wanted to do. And, uh, that, you know, that was not our intentions and we totally understood what they were feeling because we are photographers also, and our images are like our babies, our children. And if anybody takes it, then we feel violated. So, you know, that, it's not to say that this won't happen again, but we're trying our best to make sure that it will never happen again. And then at the same time, we want everybody who is listening to our voice to understand that there are situations that can happen. How do you react to them? How, you know, how do you prevent them? How do you educate others on what is going on? And when it comes to intellectual property and, you know, where you can and cannot shoot and all that. I mean, like I said at the beginning of this uh, segment, there is more stuff to talk about than we have time for one episode. And we we're just only scratching the surface. There is so much more. And we are probably the least qualified <laughs> to, uh, to, to give you the correct answers. And this is where your homework and possibly other podcasts that have lawyers that are, that deal specifically with this are important because we want you guys to not only protect your images, but we want you to protect yourselves from something that was innocent, but violated a rule or a law and could cause either financial or some other burden to be placed upon you because it can happen. And some people have lost financially 
uh, because of something that may have happened innocently. And not to scare everybody, but it happens. And we want you to be aware of that. I couldn't have said it any better myself. <laughs> yeah. Any last thoughts before um, before we move on? Well, I just have one, and you know, um, it kind of jarred my memory, and it, sh- it should have taken should have not taken this long. Um, and for those who are like, he's going to talk about running again. Yes, I'm going to talk a little bit about running again. <laughs> I was actually thinking of running, <laughs> of the whole running situation. But um, at at the big races here, they have a group called Marathon Photo that actually has photographers at different places on the course that take photos of runners, and they'll they match up with your bid bib, and you can just type in your name, and it says, oh, here's the you know. So I know some people have like six or seven images. Some people, they only catch one or two of that we caught of it. And they always give a really low resolution image on their website with um, either static or moving um, watermarks on them. So even if you try to do a, a screenshot and use whatever software to get rid of it just to clean it up a little bit, of course, it's going to look crappy. Um, but of course, if you want to buy from them for like $20 per digital image or for like an entire package, I think it's like 80 or $90, you can yeah. do that and get the high quality. Of course, they're putting out a good amount of money in terms of, you know, not only having multiple people over a marathon course for probably seven or eight hours or more, um, collecting all the photos digitizing well no, i shouldn't say digitizing but getting them where the bib numbers can be something that can be ordered and grouped especially something like i know like the marathon the, the marathon i was involved with there were twenty thousand people at the start line there and i think thirteen thousand that did the half marathon so if you're in that wow. half marathon course and you got a photographer there taking all those photos of course they're trying to get as many clear photos of individuals they can <laughs> Yeah. And then afterwards having the, you know, the computer power, because I'm assuming it's not manual, uh, to try to organize and group it together and then say, by the way, can, here's, can I have $20 for this digital photo of you? Uh, most people I know don't do it just because the photos that are taken when you're running look crappy. Um, you look like you're in pain. How many happy people do you see that are running? <laughs> the thing, I'll say this. If you, can, if, you look, if you can look ahead and see the photographer there, you can pose. Yeah. <laughs> that makes a difference. The fact that half the time I look up and the photographer's behind is like right now or like I'm passing the photographer. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I bet you I look like crap right there. <laughs> because, you know, your head's down, you're thinking about running, you're trying to think about your pacing and not running into people. And it's like anything else when you're trying to do something, concentrating, you're not exactly putting on your best face. Or you could be in pain. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Most of the time, it, there's, there's definite pain later on. Yeah. But um, so, I mean, yeah, most of the photos I had are, they're crap uh, in terms of artistic. But that's part of the thing is that, they put all that, and I, I see some people who posted the group that have little copyright on or photos by on their photo, which, you know, I understand that completely. But especially if you're doing something commercially, just because the 
forget about Photoshop. You can just go with a cheaper, easier um, tool that can wipe that away. If you only have one thing on the side of your thing, you're all of a sudden your photo, your watermark image is gone. Yeah. So I can see definitely for commercial people who are doing this, who are investing tons of money into it, they're going to make it where that photo is really hard to get to. Yeah. And again, just ways that people unfortunately try to steal stuff. And again, I think hopefully everyone who listens to us are decent. Of course, you never know. Hopefully everyone's decent people. Uh, if you're not a decent person, I can say Put this. Put some clothes on. Yeah, well, well, not only that, but we don't want to. <laughs> uh, but, you know, just common courtesy. Again, I know law isn't always common courtesy, but com- just use some common courtesy and common sense and, you know. Yeah. That's pretty much my wrap up on that. Yeah. It's, you know, it's stock sites were big with uh, stealing photos and Photoshop, you know, the watermarks out. It's, it's you know, pe- as much effort as people put into removing watermarks, they could have at least, you know, saved themselves some time and spent a couple dollars to actually get the image. <laughs> oh, but. All right. I think... Um, I think we're good for today on this subject and it, you know, we may get some comments. We will probably get some corrections um, and we will probably revisit this another time. But you know, I, this is something that I think is important for everybody to, to think about and to um, make sure that they protect themselves uh, from, you know, what could end up being either a minor or a major um, a problem. So, very cool. All right, well, let's go ahead and uh, move into our tips, and I'm going to use our app gene. It's that simple to put the app right on the phone. Nah, help. All right. All right, and let's see here. Oh, okay. Uh, Dave. Yeah. Go ahead and uh, bring us our tip. Sure. And this is actually one that's a little related to a little photography I did today where I was trying to get a vertical shot. And I know you can try to use the panoramic feature vertically if you're trying to get that long, narrow feature. But y'all, at least for me, I always have that little issue with the little bit of wavering or the bendiness. You'll get into it that the other option is you can use there are some apps out there that will let you do a 16 by nine wide angle shot vertically. Uh, The one I use is Lightroom CC uh, put out by Adobe and you can actually select Unlike, let's say, Camera Plus or other, I know Camera Plus works this way, that if you try to do a widescreen and you turn your phone around, it kind of flips it and makes it barred on the top and bottom, where with this program, you can actually do a vertical. So if you do, if you do like a wide screen 16 by 9, you rotate your phone, and I'm actually doing it with my phone now for for an audio podcast, but you can actually rotate, (laughs) you can actually rotate your phone and it'll keep it narrow and skinny and vertical. 
So if you're just trying to get that little extra, you know, trying to get that feeling of, you know, let's say a road going away from you or trying to get that extra vertical extra, you can go for these apps. I know this one's at no cost. And I'm sure there's other ones okay. that can do it that will give you that vertical narrowness to it. So you're talking about a vertical panoramic? Uh, not the panoramic, more of a vertical widescreen. So uh, instead of a 16 by 9, I guess you can call it a 9 by 16. Okay. So think think like you're trying to do a, um, a widescreen shot. And but rotated vertically, so narrow okay. and tall instead of using a panoramic feature, which I know can sometimes, like I said, when I try to do vertical panoramic, you sometimes get that bending that you didn't have to correct later on. This just allows you to do a vertical, narrow shot, narrow and tall shot. Okay. So just in terms of if it's bigger, just in terms of people who are trying to get shots and, you know, trying to think, oh, I would love to get that because that's a that's like taking a picture of a flag or something where you need that narrow tail. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, oh, this is a way you can do it. But it, unfortunately, it's not something built into the default camera app. Right. And that's does that does that take away from the image that you would normally take away, say, if you were to crop it? Or is it the full image? It's the, at least the way I, the way it's processed, it looks like a full image. Okay. So it actually brings you, just like if you were holding your phone vertically, it would fill up the entire screen. Okay. Got it. Very cool. Sweet. All right. Um, anything else before we move on? I have a, a quick little tip. Sure. Okay. So yesterday, in all our bright sunshine we've been having, there was these. Uh, th this is a this is a tip for maybe a select um, group of listeners because it involves the moment macro lens, and uh, so. What I did was I took, and I put this in the Facebook group, so it's, in, it's on there for, for everyone to see that wants to go and have a look at it. But I took a picture of these little wee blue flowers that are growing underneath this one shrub. And these flowers, they're so small, they're about maybe a quarter of an inch across. Like they're just little wee things. And so I, I, I put my Moment Macro lens on my iPhone 8 Plus on the two times camera because that allows me to get really close and I used halide because with halide you can manually select that camera um, with the native camera app in the iPhone it doesn't select that camera completely unless it's very very bright um, you know go back a few episodes where I talked about that um, but anyway so I, I've got the macro lens on the two times camera using halide and in halide there's the feature called focus peaking. So it shows like um, on all the edges of whatever you're looking at, they light up in green. So that shows you what is in focus. So it's really helpful in macro photography. But the tip is when I took the first shot, because of the, the bright sunlight, um, the, the shadows were kind of harsh. So like the shadow of one petal 
over top of the other one. The, the, the shadow line was very crisp and hard. And the exposure latitude of the image, meaning like the, the range from light to dark, the, the lights were really, really light and the darks were fairly dark. So what I did was with the moment macro lens, you, you also get a diffuser and it looks like a, it kind of looks like one of those cones that you, your dog has to wear home from the vet once in a while, <laughs> you know? Yes. So that, that clips onto the lens. And what that does is it diffuses the light, no matter how bright, obviously yes. with sunlight. So it diffuses the light. So what that did with the second photo is it softened the image to the point where the shadow lines were nice and, and, and um, blurry from dark to light. And then the latitude of the exposure, it wasn't so, the brights weren't so bright and the darks weren't so dark. It kind of, you know, evened out that exposure from brightness to darkness throughout the image to make it a much more pleasing image. Um, so on the Facebook group, I took a, I showed, and they're labeled photo one, photo two. And I also took a picture of the lens with the um, diffuser on it. And uh, so you can see what it looks like. And it's, it's just a really good way to get a lot nicer photo, even in bright sunlight. Um, when you're, when you're shooting macro, uh, it's too bad. They didn't make these things like four feet wide. So you can use them with bigger subjects, <laughs> but, but with macro, it sure makes a big difference in, in, uh, in an image. So that's, that's my, Hey honey, yeah. put your head in the cone of death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <need> the diffuser. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, that's, that's uh, just a quick little tip that I put on the Facebook group um, earlier, earlier today, I believe it was. Very cool. Let's, uh, let's do this. Post pick of the week. All right. So earlier, uh, they flipped a coin and Greg lost. I mean, Greg won. <laughs> so it is Greg's turn for post pick of the week. Okay. So this week, we uh, the, the, the challenge on the Facebook group is still ongoing. And that is, um, oh gosh, I'm a loss for words of what the challenge is this week. Sunrise, sunset. Sunrise, sunset. Yes, it just came to me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so this week, because we're letting the challenge carry on, we're going into the well on Instagram under the hashtag Tiny Shutter and looking through. Um, boy, oh boy, there's a lot of good images. I say that every time because it's true. And I found one that kind of appealed to me by John Campbell photo. And there's an underscore between John Campbell and Campbell and photo. So it's John underscore Campbell underscore photo. And uh, he has a picture of these flowers and I am not a botanist. So I don't know what kind of flowers <laughs> these are, forgive me, but they are um, looks like from his wife's uh, mother's day bouquet. And nice. what kind of appealed to me is not just the, the, the type and the color of the flowers or purple flowers and the petals have um, white along the edges of them and they're like dark purple around the center. And, but what I like about this image is the way he exposed it when, when he, it's, it looks like it was shot perhaps in a shady area, but then there's a bright sunlight in the background but you can't even tell what is in the background because it's so overexposed. 
But <laughs> are we looking at Leo again? <laughs> uh, we are not looking at Leo. No. Oh, okay. No. This anyway, is a, lot minor, a lot more minor. A lot more minor. Okay. <laughs> Uh, that's too good. Okay, so what I like about this is the fact that he's done the right thing by exposing for the flowers and completely disregarding the background because it does just simply doesn't matter. Um, yeah, and and it it makes for like a I think an appealing image of these flowers. Yes, I like the I like the color. Um, I, I do love the white tips, um, as they accent the, the purple and, um, and yeah, I mean, you're right about the, um, the background, the, ba the background's irrelevant, mm -hmm. but the, the, the focus of the, of the flowers definitely is, um, and, and compositionally it's really good too, because he has a cluster of flowers on the left and yeah. basically a solo flower in the upper right corner. Uh, kind of yep. looking off on its own direction and it's just kind of pleasing. It just, it, it, it takes your eye basically around and around, keeps going around in the image. And then there's a, and then the space of the bottom right is really, you know, left. And so sometimes I I'm drawn to that, but you know, that's just, that's what, it, you know, that's the tension that I see in the image. Yeah, yeah, because what it does too is it it allows you to take in the whole image, you know, not just concentrate on one part. No tunnel vision. Right. What are yeah. your thoughts, Dave? No, I absolutely agree. It, I, 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 like I said about the white tips on there with the, with the purple. I, it just the nice little frosting to that there, and like I said, in terms of the background, uh, I would say almost being blown up, but to the point of pushing the flowers forward. Like you said, so it's really emphasizing the flowers in front. Yep. All right. Well, congratulations, John Campbell photo. You are our post pick of the week. If you want to be featured as post pick of the week, go on to our Instagram not our Instagram, go onto Instagram and use the hashtag, the hashtag tiny shutter. And, uh, we go through and on the off week that we're, uh, not choosing from our weekly photo challenge on Facebook. Uh, we use the Instagram tiny, sh uh, hashtag tiny shutter to pick our images. And these images, like I said earlier in the, in the show are, a way for us to showcase what our listeners are doing, because I have to say um, our, our listeners do um, uh, I'll, I'll speak for myself. They do a lot better than I do and are much more creative than I am. And so uh, I think that, you know, I'm very honored to have them <laughs> on our site and on used as our, our Facebook cover photo uh, because they are much more pleasing than what I can put. <laughs> but uh, if you, uh, you know, if you want to be chosen as post pick of the week, use the hashtag. And then um, if you want to participate in our weekly photo challenge, uh, go onto Facebook and look for the pin post uh, and the, and the challenge that we have and uh, participate uh, put your image in the comments and by doing this um, you know you're you're um, 
asking for, you know, not asking, we're asking for permission. You're granting us permission to be able to uh, use your image. But if, if on the off chance that you don't let us know. All right. Um, anything else that you guys want to bring up? Well, just one. I think we might have a show. Just one last thing. Also kind of going off the post pick of the week is that with, and I think we mentioned this before, but with Facebook's changes recently, and now that we're able to pin multiple posts as announcements. So now you can actually go just to the top of the group on either the app or on a website and go to the announcements. And you may have to click where it says see all, Uh, but you'll definitely have where the post pick of the week, the challenges and the last winner and the link for the last episode. So that'll all be up on top, easy to view. So you don't have to hunt and peck and try to search for, you know, where do I post? It's right on there and it's always pinned at the top. Very cool. All right. uh, Just real quick before we close this uh, episode out, uh, I want to talk about Patreon real quick. Uh, we have some people that are participating in the in the Patreon, and this helps us to offset the costs of uh, producing the show. Um, if you would like to participate in uh, helping us with the show, uh, you can uh, uh, go to Patreon and become a a monthly. Uh, is it pledge? Is that the uh, is that the word that I'm looking or just Patreon? Yeah, just a, 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 a patron, <laughs> a monthly patron that we will a only yeah patron. yeah we actually and you only get it at the end of the month is when they start to when they hit the uh, credit card. Got it. Um, if if you would like to participate, we would love to have uh, we would love to have that. This would help Mark with. Uh, costs of the website and and some other stuff if uh you know and we would love to get to a place where we can start giving things away to our listeners and and you know we've started doing that with some of the apps that we do we have some generous generous donations from some of the apps that we uh like to talk about uh but then there's you know there's some other things that we would uh love to do with you guys and get more participation so if you um if you didn't know we had a patreon go to uh tinyshutter.com and look for it uh or go to patreon.com I think it's forward slash tiny shutter and uh, you'll find it there. But uh, if you, if you want to participate in that way, uh, we would be really happy and, uh, and welcome it. All right. Well, let me should have had it already pulled up, but let me do this. Where'd it go? Oh, there it is. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. Barely. Seer, uh, <laughs> uh, so gentlemen, let's uh, tell everybody where they can find you. Let's start with you, Greg. Okay, you can find me on Instagram at McMillan Photo, on Twitter, McMillan underscore photo, on the Artful Eye Photography community, just by my name, Greg McMillan. Same with um, Vero, and on Dayflash at McMillan. Awesome. Greg. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. 
Yeah, we're passing the um, uh, the plate of of awesomeness. It's uh, Matt's not here now. Uh, <laughs> yes. Greg is now it has uh, has the uh, title of the awesomeness. <laughs> That's oh, right. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as ProfPod and in the Facebook group and the Artful iPhone Photography group as Dave Podner. Awesome. You can find me on Instagram at Joseph Ferreira. You can find links to our show notes, our uh, Facebook group, our YouTube channel, our Patreon, uh, and anything else by going to tinyshutter.com. All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you. Uh, I think uh, this was a interesting episode and uh, probably the beginning of, uh, you know, hopefully not too many of these, but, you know, a way of uh, helping our listeners and, and others to understand what's, you know, what's going on. So I, mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. So why don't you guys say good night to everybody? Good night, everybody. Night all. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave us a review and a five-star rating. See you next week. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Kowalski, what's our trajectory? 95% certain this will end in massive, (laughs) flaming disaster. And the other 5%? Irrelevant, sir. This is a great shot, Mav. I should be a photographer. Your behavior is completely inappropriate. I say our behavior Mm. is appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) You need to have a clip of Mac going, bye-bye. Yeah, when he's not here, <laughs> just throw it in. Don't even when he's not here. We'll just throw it in at the end, as if he's been sitting here all along and not saying a darn thing. <laughs> <laughs>